Hey, it's Amber Smith. Welcome to the Conscious Coach Podcast. Hey, you guys, welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to be here. I am recording this after um, away, being away for a couple days. I spoke at two different retreats and had so much fun with my friend um, Katie Borland and Megan Tierlink. If you guys know them, you know they are awesome. And I had so much fun <laughs> um, speaking about different things and um, just being in the presence of awesome people. I think there's a lot of power in gathering in person and I love virtual. Like I'm so glad I can record this podcast even though I have no idea where you'll be listening to it. And I'm so glad that I'm connected with people on social media, but there's something so magical and powerful about gathering in person. So I'm feeling refreshed and excited about this episode. This is going to be a very good episode. I'm talking about how to sign clients according to universal laws. And if you've listened to my podcast for a long time, you know, a a while ago, a couple years ago now, I recorded a podcast that was all about the spiritual laws of success based on the book, um, by Deepak Chopra, which is the seven spiritual laws of success. And I will be using some of those laws today, but I'm building because there are other laws that I have learned that I um, have applied to my life. And I think it will be very powerful for you to understand how you use laws to sign clients. And so I want to start actually by defining the word law. And there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of um, definitions. The one that we're going to use in this episode is a thing regarded as having the binding force or effect of a formal system of rules. And so I really want to focus on a thing regarded as having the binding force or effect. So when we think of laws in the form of like signing clients, when we think through these laws, abiding by these laws will give you the results that you want, which is more clients. And so I'm going to go through, let's see, how many do I have? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I have eight laws <laughs> that I'm going to share today. I should have known that before I started recording, but I had to count on my notes, which is funny. Um, and so we're going to go through all eight and I want you to be able to apply it. And so I'm not just going to talk about the law. I'm going to talk about the law and then apply it to a coach signing clients specifically like one-on-one and small group, just because that's what I resonate with. Um, I think you can apply this to any online business as well and actually any part of life, but I'm excited to really drive it home for you coaches who are building coaching practices. And so let's just dive in. The first one I'm going to talk about is the law of detachment. And this is from Deepak Chopra's Chopra's, uh, book, um, The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. And I, I love it. And so basically the law of detachment is about how, um, When you want something in order to get it, you can't need it. And so the way that he says it in the book is in order to acquire anything in the physical universe, you have to relinquish your attachment to it. And attachment means like need. And this is something that I have taught in pro coach, which PS pro coach is coming. Um, Actually, it's coming very soon. If you're listening to this on the Friday before it's starting Monday. So if you're not in the matrix, join us so you can do the work of pro coach with us. But something that I've been teaching for a long time about pro coach is you can't need clients. In fact, Rich Litvin said in his book, The Prosperous Coach, the needy is creepy, right? And this speaks to that. And so your brain might be going, okay, but like, what if I actually need clients? And this is how I want to think about it. Um, 
You don't need them to survive. You want them for your business success. And I think really, really highlighting those two words is going to be important, right? You might want clients, but that is very different from needing clients. And to paint this picture, I want you to imagine that you're swimming in a pool and someone jumps on you and now you need to breathe, right? The frantic energy, the survival kicks in, your body goes into overdrive. It's like survival, right? Need is a survival-based word. And when we think about our business, no one needs clients. No one needs to be successful as a coach because all of us, our basic needs are met, right? Or else we wouldn't even be able to conceive of the idea of a business. And so you actually don't need clients. Now, if you want them, what I want to offer is that you can have the emotional experience of desiring clients, of choosing to create them, but the energy of need actually repels the thing, right? And so we practice the law of detachment by taking care of our own needs so that when we meet people who might be our clients, we can serve them, we can give from our overflow. We don't need any individual specific person to say yes. And that just will set you free on your consults that will allow you to meet people and build relationships over time and you never need them to become a client. This energy is magnetizing and it also just sets you up to success, like for success, not just like in the physical sense, but actually enjoying the process because you don't need anything. You're showing up in your life, looking to serve, looking to help, knowing that you choose to create clients, but you don't need them. And I feel like when you really understand this, it will allow your creativity to flow. Um, your relationships will get better, just not because they're not good right now, but I think when we think about kind of casting our net out into the sea, hoping to find clients, there's going to be a lot of relationships of people that you talk to that maybe you hope they become clients and they might never become clients. When we practice the law of detachment, that becomes okay. And you can release anyone um, from your own expectations. And I feel like this is just a really healthy way to approach signing clients. So number one, the law of detachment. The next law is the law of assumption. And I learned this from Neville Goddard. And basically the law of assumption is in order to create a thing, you have to assume that it's already done. This is another way of saying be, do, have, right? If you want to have a successful business, you must be successful in your own mind. This is hard. It's hard until it resonates and it lands for you. And so I hope I can teach this in a way that it lands for you. When I think of this, I think of characteristics, ways of being, feelings, that if I already had the clients, how would I feel, right? I would feel abundant and free. I would feel excited and inspired. I would feel driven. I would feel loving. And so in order to create the clients, I have to assume those things now. And that is the law of assumption. The other way that I have heard this explained is like, almost like you're practicing being your future self, like a, like an actress, (laughs) right? Where you're like, okay, like I am this person, And what's funny is is the more that you practice being the person that you think you'll be in the future and you may be her now, we collapse time. And so what this can look like is feeling, you know, certain ways. Maybe you journal about what will my future self be like if I was fully booked, if that's something that you're working on, or maybe you're trying to sell your first group or whatever. What is she doing in the future and how is she living day to day? And one of my favorite ways to think about this is actually being who you want to be during non-specific or kind of boring parts of your day. And I kind of want to explain that a little bit more. 
so let's say you're doing the dishes. This is like one that I really do, right? So if I'm imagining my six-figure self or my seven-figure self or the person who's fully booked, whatever it is for you, put this in, in your mind. How would I do the dishes? How would I go on a walk? How would I talk to my mom on the phone? How would I text my neighbor? And it's funny because you don't think they matter, but it almost does, right? It's like you bring the energy into the basic moments because if you think about it, it's not like you turn off and on your identity. It's always on. And so the more you can practice it outside of Instagram or a consult call or a coaching call, the more real it's going to feel. And so this is why I do it during different parts of my day because what I'm what the word that comes to me is I'm integrating my identity into the present moment, right? I don't have to wait to feel powerful or successful. I can feel powerful and sex, successful when I do the dishes. I can feel abundant and inspired when I'm playing with my kids. I don't have to only be abundant and inspired when I'm on social media. In fact, the more I try to contain that part of me, the less real it's going to feel. And so the law of assumption is really about bringing the future into the now, assuming the person that you want to be that has those results, and then the results come, be, do, have. This has been really helpful for me. This was really, really helpful for me when I was a new coach, wanting to be confident, wanting to be a powerful coach. That was something I always wanted to be. Um, And really embodying success in my own way came from assuming the version of me that already had it. And so that is the law of assumption. And what's interesting about this is then you talk to people and it helps you with the law of detachment, right? These build on each other. Um, I don't need something because I already am successful. I already feel abundant and, and inspired and powerful and maybe alive and grateful. I don't need to wait for results to prove that. I already am that. So when I'm talking to a potential client, it just feels natural to be giving and loving and um, maybe I'm guiding them to, you know, a new insight for themselves and I don't need anything from them. So I feel like the law of detachment and the law of assumption go hand in hand. The third law is the law of opposites. And this law, some people say, oh, like opposition in all things. And I'm like, kind of. <laughs> so when I think of oppositional thing, opposition in all things or duality is another way to say it. It's like light and dark, um, up and down, sad and happy, like opposites exist. And we know this. This is true. But I think the law of opposites speaks more to timing. And there's two way the law of opposites shows up. So the law of opposites can show up. um, This is about desire and non-desired events, (laughs) right? So let's say you want to sign clients. The only way you can know that you want to sign clients if you've experienced not signing clients and what's interesting about this, 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 and like I said, it shows up two ways. Either you're experiencing something you don't want and the desire is born from experiencing something you don't want, or life is good, and then you say, ooh, I want this, then the first thing that's going to show up is the opposite of that. So for coaches, this is very common, right? You're living a pretty good life. Maybe you go through some stuff and you decide to be a coach, and now you see, oh, I want a fully booked coaching practice. Well, the first thing that's going to show up is a not fully booked coaching practice, maybe even crickets, maybe even no one caring what you do because of the law of opposites. This gives us context. This gives us a deeper understanding of what we want. And it helps 
helps um, buoy up our belief that we can create it because of who we become during the law of opposites, like when it shows up, right? When If the first thing that shows up in your desire and your quest <laughs> to sign clients is no clients, the person that you become in that period makes you the person who's able to coach the clients when they do come. It helps you learn belief work. It helps you learn patience. It helps you learn how to hold space, how to trust, how to find faith, right? Which all make you a better coach for when the clients do come. And so the law of opposites is actually a very important one to understand because when the thing shows up that you don't want, you could actually be grateful for it. And this is what's changed my life. So now when things show up in my life that, quote, I don't want... I actually find like a lot of gratitude for it because I know it's giving me an understanding of what I do want and an appreciation of what I do want to create. And it's actually an essential part of that process. It's not something that's gone wrong. It's like a stepping stone in the direction of my desires and dreams. The law of opposites is very powerful. It's like, how do you know you want a great relationship? Probably because you've experienced a not great relationship. How do you know you want to make more money? Because you've experienced not making more money. I don't want to, you know, beat this to the ground, but I think that seeing it in different scenarios is really important. You know, how do you know that you want to be a coach? You've experienced not being a coach. How do you know you want a client like roster that's full? You've experienced the opposite of that. And so the law of opposites helps us get context and understanding. And it actually gives us so much clarity about what we want that it's an essential part. You can be grateful for the opposites that are showing up in your life. Understanding and applying this, I know will change your life. I know it's changed mine. So hopefully it resonates. Um, So where is it showing up for you right now? What is the opposite of what you want that's showing up for you now that's actually paving the way to your desires being fulfilled? It's kind of fun to think about. The next one that I've talked about before is the law of attraction. And I'm not going to go so deep into it. This is about all the laws together. But I feel like a lot of people, when they hear the the word universal laws, most people actually think of the law of attraction. And so I just wanted to take a second and talk about it because I do think it's important. I don't think it's everything. And um, we're going to talk about that. So the law of attraction is basically like attracts like, right? And so we live in a vibrational universe. This is proven by science. And when we think about this, what it means, and this, it goes hand in hand with the law of assumption, okay? Because we have to be at a vibrational frequency that matches what we want. And so this means we pay attention more to things that we want and we speak into existence the things that we want to experience instead of complaining about the negative. And this is why I think the law of opposites is important to understand because sometimes we can be thrown off track when we experience the opposite of what we want and we start to complain. We start to put attention on things that we don't want. And then law of attraction brings us more of that. And so we want to be really conscious of the law of opposites so that when we experience something we don't want, we can find gratitude for it. And that actually puts us right back in alignment with what we do want. And then law of attraction works to bring that to us. Um, Other ways to think about the law of attraction is like almost, (laughs) it's like if you think about um, a version of you in the future that has it, it's like, how can I be that person? You're thinking thoughts and some people think like, oh, you mean like kind of like delusional? And I'm like, kind of. I mean, mean, it is like a little bit delusional, but aren't we all a little delusional? (laughs) That's what I always say right? It's like, aren't you already telling a story in your mind? The law of attraction works when we tell the story of what we want to happen. And so it's saying things and believing it and feeling it like, 
I love the money that I create in my business, whether or not you're actually creating money. And this is important that you actually feel like it's true because if you don't believe it's true and it doesn't resonate, what you're actually vibrationally a match for is no money coming in. And when you're a match for no money coming in, guess what you get? no money coming in, right? And so it's learning to tell the story of what you want to happen as if it's happening now. I'm so grateful for all my clients. I'm so grateful I get to do this work as a coach. I'm so grateful that people resonate with my work. I'm so grateful that I work with people across the globe. Those are some of the thoughts that I thought long before that was actually true. I would talk about it in my journal. I would tell my friends. I would tell my mom who would ask about my business. Um, I would tell my husband about my beliefs. And it's interesting because I would speak the story that I wanted to be true. This is an art and a practice. It's hard in the beginning when you're experiencing everything that you don't want to experience, but I promise speaking what you want into existence is the first step because of the law of attraction. And so I think there's so many different teachers on this. I don't, I'm, like I said, I don't want to go super deep into law of attraction because I actually want you to see how all eight of these laws work together. But law of attraction really is about like attracting like. And so if you want clients who are giving and loving and powerful, you must be giving and loving and powerful. If you want clients to show up on time, you show up on time. If you want clients to be excited and inspired by coaching, you must be excited and inspired by coaching. And coaches are like, can get behind this until things don't work. And then it's like, they for, almost like forget, right? And I've been there. This, this isn't judgment. This is just an observation. Um, but let's say, you know, you really want your, your business to work. And this is what I'll hear people say. My business isn't working. Or how long do I have to wait? Like this, I'm getting tired. Like I just don't feel like it's working. And what they don't realize that they're doing is they're telling the story of what they don't want. And so the universe delivers more of that, basically, according to law. Instead of looking for ways they can be grateful for the people who are, you know, telling them that post really resonated with me. Um, maybe you are celebrating each consult that books, even if they don't sign. And I know that this seems um, trite or too tedious, but this is the work, is telling the story of what you want to be true as if it is true. So I used to write down, my clients find me from places known and unknown. And now that is literally true. But I believe that I've been believing that on purpose for years. And now it is literally true. And it's been literally true for a while. But I promise I believed it in my mind and in my heart way before I saw the evidence. Right. And this leads me to the next law, which is the law of cause and effect. Right. Sometimes we think we are reporting the news, but what we are actually doing is talking about the effect we are the cause. And I want to break that down. So like to use the example that I was just sharing about sometimes coaches will say, you know, my business isn't working. Things aren't working. People aren't coming. And what they don't realize is that they're giving power to that as the cause. They are causing no clients to come based on their thinking. And so they have to flip it. They have to start telling the story of what they want. Clients come to me from places known and unknown. Clients are always reaching out to me. Clients love saying, I'm ready to work with you. Whatever it is, like you have to Assert that belief in your thoughts, words, and actions because you are the cause. You are not the effect of life. And this is hard for people to really get, I think, because it's easy to want to think everything's happening to us, but we are causing things to happen in our life. And understanding this law in conjunction with the law of attraction, you can see I put this in a specific order, hopefully. Um, I think 
you, you, I almost put them in like in twos, right? Two laws that I think go together. Um, the law of attraction and the law of cause and effect go hand in hand because when we think we're reporting about our business, we don't realize by reporting it, we are speaking that into existence and it will continue to be true until we speak a new story. And this is why you hear coaches say like, as a possibility, this could be true, right? It's not even about dominating your own mind or like forcing new thoughts. It's like, but I'm willing to believe it could be different. That alone is a powerful statement. I'm willing to be wrong. I'm willing to see this differently. Um, or it's possible that clients come to me from places known and unknown is a way more powerful shift than no one's showing up, no one's signing. Um, we think that we're telling the truth, but we are actually creating an effect because we are the cause. And so I really like to think about this all the time and get curious in my life. And I don't, I don't want any of these you know, laws to be something that you use against yourself. I think coaches have that tendency sometimes. But I do think if there is a law of cause and effect, if something is showing up in my life, that is an effect, right? And so I get to ask myself, how did I create this? How was I the cause of this? Sometimes it's because of old thinking, right? But sometimes it's because of current thinking. And then I get the chance to look at it and ask myself, is that really how I think or want to think about life? Um, what in my belief system created this? And this is part of that notion of radical responsibility, right? Not everyone really wants to live this way, but I find a lot of fulfillment living this way because I'm always looking at how am I at cause of this? If my clients, like I think back when I was um, really working on this in the form of like signing clients, like one-on-one -on -one clients, when no one would show up, I would ask, how am I creating no clients? Both thoughts, words, and actions. Those are the three ways we create in this life, right? Thoughts, words, and action in vibrational harmony with based on the law of attraction, right? Like, okay, interesting. I kind of assume that no clients are going to come. I haven't been posting on social media in a while. I haven't sent an email in a while talking about what I do. No one knows what I do. No wonder they're not coming. I'm not in alignment with that. And so I would take a moment, recenter myself. I think the word that a lot of people resonate with is get back in alignment. And I would align my thoughts, words, and action in vibrational harmony with what I did want. And so that is the law of cause and effect. You are the cause of your life. You are also the cause of your business. And this is good news. The next law, it made me smile. Oh, I love this law. It's from Deepak Chopra. Again, the seven spiritual laws of success, the law of giving. And this is, this has my heart because I feel like this is at the heart of my business and it just makes life feel so good. And so I'm really excited to talk about this one. And I'm actually just going to read a section of um, the book the seven spiritual laws of success, because it is so good. He says, this law could also be called the law of giving and receiving because the universe operates through dynamic exchange. Nothing is static. Your body is in dynamic and constant exchange with the body of the universe. Your mind is dynamically interacting with the mind of the cosmos. Your energy is an expression of cosmic energy. The flow of life is nothing other than the harmonious interaction of all the elements and forces that structure the field of existence. This harmonious interaction of elements and forces in your life operates as the law of giving. Because your body and your mind and the universe are in constant and dynamic exchange, stopping the circulation of energy is like stopping the flow of blood. 
Whenever blood stops flowing, it begins to clot, to coagulate, to stagnate. This is, that is why you must give and receive in order to keep wealth and affluence or anything you want in life circulating in your life. Um, and he goes on to say, every relationship is one of give and take. Giving engenders receiving and receiving engenders giving. What goes up must come down. What goes out must come back. In reality, receiving is the same thing as giving because giving and receiving are different aspects of the flow of energy in the universe. And if you stop the flow of either, you interfere with nature's intelligence. Okay. <laughs> like, it's so good. What he's discussing is that when you give, you also receive. And this is really powerful because sometimes we get stuck in our business and we want to receive, but we stopped the flow because we stopped giving. And again, I'm just going to iterate. This is not a chance to judge yourself that you stopped giving. This is like one of those moments where you're like, oh, I get it. Like I stopped really giving. Um, this is one of the ways that I think about this, right? When we think about coaching as a flow of energy where we give and we receive, sometimes when we stop the flow, right, where we stop giving and we're only looking to receive, um, it feels transactional, right? That's the downside of only trying to receive. All our relationships start to feel shallow. Everything starts to be about me, 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 and we stop serving, which is exactly why we wanted to be a coach in the first place, right? We wanted to be giving. But there's the other, other side of the spectrum, right? Where if you're only ever giving and you're not receiving, that is also in like misalignment with the flow of life. And so I think I would, I mean, I said it was the law of giving, but I really like what he said in the book where it's like the law of giving and receiving, where you need both in harmony. Money comes in, money goes out. Clients come in, clients finish, right? You put work into Instagram, and clients come through. You put work into a podcast and clients come back, right? Things go out, value comes back. Value goes out, value goes back. And that is a good flow. And I feel like this is just a beautiful understanding of signing clients as well, because sometimes it can be easy for our brains to be like, this is the last client you're ever going to sign <laughs> or whatever. It's like funny when we say it like that, right? Like you're never going to sign a client again. Have you ever had that thought? I know I have. And it's just good to see it, right? It's not actually true. But I think when we live by the law of giving, we know the way to create clients. It's to give in our content, in relationships, in the form of free calls, um, adding value in our relationship, whatever. It is about giving. And then naturally you receive. And I also want to add um, a piece of this of just like the energetic aspect of this. When we give love, we feel it, right? We immediately feel it. In fact, um, when I think of be, do, have, that be, do, have model that I was talking about earlier, the easiest way to be love or to be power or to be success is to empower someone else to feel it, right? And so if you want to be connected, if you want to feel connected to someone, the best question you could ask is how can I empower someone else to feel connected today? How can I help someone else feel connected today? This, is, this applies to coaching too. So if you want to be powerful and successful in your business, how can you help some help someone else in your life be powerful and successful? By default, when we give something, we have it, right? Because we can't give what we don't have. And so this is one of those hacks that it's like, if you want to feel abundant, how can you help someone else feel abundant? If you want to feel powerful, how can you help someone else feel powerful? And that very act of empowering someone else to experience it you experience it at the same 
time. And that's like a beautiful knowing. So you always know what to do, right? You ask yourself how you want to feel or who you want to be. And then you get to work helping someone else feel that way. This in like to, to break this down, this can look like creating content. This can look like a call. This can look like a text to a friend. It can look like a podcast created, right? It can look like a client session. It can look like calling your grandma or talking to your child or talking to your spouse it immediately puts you in the energy because you can't give something that you don't have. And so that is my little hack for you um, if you want to be giving. So now we're moving into the law of least effort. And I really love thinking about nature for this one, right? Um, If we're thinking about a river, the river flows where it doesn't have to work so hard, where it can apply the least effort. Um, And this is true. I I think of another example of like a house plant, right? If I want my house plant to grow, Actually, it's not the most amount of water I could ever pour. It's actually the least amount of water the plant needs to live is what it requires, right? And so I think about this in my business all the time because I think sometimes we hear the word massive action and we actually lose what that means. I do believe in action. I think the law of cause and effect really speaks to that, right? We have to take action to be an, like to be at the cause of our life. But the law of least effort means that you don't have to try so hard. You can actually live in your natural rhythms as a human being. And it feels good this way. I also think it's way more sustainable. You don't have to go against the grain all the time. You don't have to overwork. You can trust the process. And so when I think of the law of least effort in the form of like signing clients, it's not that we're trying to look for shortcuts. It's not like we're trying to short people (laughs) or like do the bare minimum. In fact, I, I think it's important that you understand the difference. It's that the least amount of effort that it can take is what you aim for, right? So if the least amount of effort it takes to sign a client is, you know, posting on Instagram and running a consult, when you do those things, that works and you can trust it and you don't have to invent work for yourself to feel busy. (laughs) Um, You don't have to invent different things. And I also think this speaks to like the mental work that we do. Sometimes if I were to ask you to put a, you know, on a list of on paper, like these are all the things that I actually do in my business. And this is all the time that I spend thinking about my business. You would quickly identify that actually it doesn't take that much effort to create results. Right. And so that's speaking to the law, the law of least effort. I think this applies to the law of giving too. Like I said, these build on each other, right. And they're connected to each other. When I think of the law of giving, it doesn't mean I have to go out and, you know, buy someone a new house or like, you know, go up so above and beyond. It stretches, stretches me to my limit. It's like the law of least effort would be like, send someone a book from Amazon today. Send that person that you just talked to last week, a podcast episode that you think they'd like. Follow up with that one person that you met at the retreat. Um, You know, send a nice text message to your dad. Like these are not huge things. It is the law of least effort and yet it makes a huge difference to people's lives. And so I really like living according to the law of least effort. And the last law that I'm going to share is the law of the harvest. And this applies to the law of least effort because this is how nature works. And so I posted a post on Instagram that I'm going to read here. If you follow me on Instagram, you've already seen this post. I'm not going to share the whole thing, but I am going to share some of the the first few slides. And if you look at my Instagram, if you're not following me, it's at it's Amber Smith, I-T-S Amber Smith. Um, 
and I said, understanding the law of the harvest, it changes everything. And there's a picture of a tree in case you're looking for this post. And I said, you've probably heard you reap what you sow, which is true. That's part of the law of the harvest, right? And that's a close understanding of the law of the harvest. But when you take a closer look, you see that nature leaves a powerful pattern of exponential returns. For example, if I plant one apple seed in good soil and I nurture it, protect it, and it gets sunlight and water, it will turn into an apple tree. And one day that apple tree will bear fruit, a lot of it. A healthy young apple tree produces 200 to 300 apples. A healthy mature apple tree could produce up to 800. Most apple trees produce crop every year, meaning that over the course of a few years, one tree will produce thousands and thousands of apples, all from one seed. There is divine intelligence within the apple seed, a process that creates something exponential. When we plant, nurture, and care for a seed, we ourselves don't apply the divine intelligence. We just trust that it already is. And the process works without extreme effort. Our tiny conscious effort yields an exponential harvest. To me, this is the law of the harvest, that your tiny little acts of faith, your tiny little pieces of action and trust can create something that like doesn't make sense, right? In nature, it's not one plus one equals two. It's like one plus one plus one equals a thousand. <laughs> and I think that's a beautiful pattern to remember, right? That if you keep doing this work, if you trust, if you apply the law of detachment, the law of assumption, the law of opposites, the law of attraction, if you take absolute responsibility for your life and apply the law of cause and effect, the law of giving and the law of least effort, you will have a harvest. It is law. And so you can trust it because this is, it's just how it works. And so I think one of the things that we get stuck up on is the timing, right? And it depends what you're planting. I coach a few people, you know, a few different levels of people. And I don't mean levels is like some are better than others. It's just, they're trying to create different things, right? The amount of time and effort and you know, diligence it takes to create a single client is different than someone who's trying to build like a multi-million dollar membership, right? And so I think knowing what seeds you're planting matters because some of you are trying to plant seeds and create an orchard, right? Like an orchard of results, an orchard of a business. And some of you have like a little backyard garden and you're okay that it's not perfect and that it's kind of small and intimate and cozy. Just know what you're trying to plant because then you know, how to be patient, how to look for the signs that it's working, how to relax, how to trust the process, right? The gardener does not sit out and garden all day long. He has things that he has to do, right? He has to weed. He has to get, make sure that the plants get water. He has to keep away the squirrels and the deer, and then he can rest. And I really love the law of the harvest because that also speaks to seasons, right? There are seasons of harvesting and there are seasons of planting. There are seasons where you are doing all the work and there are seasons where you're receiving, right? The law of giving and receiving. And so it doesn't matter what season you are in, you can trust the law of the harvest. If you're planting seeds, you can have faith those seeds will bear fruit. If you are in a season of harvest now, know that if you continue to plant seeds, you will have another harvest. This is not a one and done, right? If you have a brain that offers you thoughts like, this is the last client you're ever going to sign. I've had that thought so many times and it's never true, right? It's always, clients always come back and find me. And so I think that's important to remember that the law of harvest always comes and works. So that's what I got for you guys. I hope this was helpful. Live according to the laws. That's what I have to say. And when something goes awry, when something feels wrong, 
come back to what you know to be true. And maybe you listen to this episode again, or maybe you just think through, you know, that the fact that it is always working out for your good um, and that you don't have to try so hard. You can rest, you can do what you know to do, and then almost like declare it is good and let it be and trust that it's working. So like when I think about planting a seed in the ground, right? I don't have to dig it up and check if it's growing every day. I can trust that the seed is getting the nourishment, it's getting the sunlight, it's getting the water, and it will grow. Same thing is true for your business. If you're knowing that, if you know that what you're doing will bear fruit, stop digging it up every day. And what this can look like, for me at least, is like scrolling and checking social media obsessively, refreshing your email to see if someone booked a consult rechecking things over and over again, like obsessively worrying about whether it's going to work or not. Practice the law of detachment. Get involved with your life. Love where you are. Let it go. Keep doing the things you know. Keep posting. Keep making calls to action. Keep improving your copywriting. Keep getting coaching. Keep getting support for sure. And let go. Trust that what you're doing is enough and declare it to be so. I think that that's a really powerful thing to remember, especially for women. It can feel like our work is always kind of looming over us or like it's never done. And so it's important to speak that. Like what I did today was enough. I took enough action. I'm going to let the seed grow. I'm trusting this. It'll give you a different experience of your business. I think it'll kind of slow down the pace so that you don't feel like it's always not working, right? Like that frantic, desperate energy doesn't have to be a part of your experience if you don't want it to be. And so I hope these laws help you. I hope it gave you a different perspective, okay? Um, if this resonated, will you send it to a coach friend? I would love that. All right, I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Hey, I hope you loved and resonated with today's episode. If you did, I know you'd love to be a member of my community in The Matrix. It's where we combine business savvy with the inner work, where I help you build your business in a way that actually feels aligned to you and allows you to create the impact, money, and success you want. Find out more and join at itsambersmith.com forward slash matrix. I'll see you inside.